0: Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome on a very cold day to Hillhead at the Grosvenor.
1: Uh, Please do have a cup of tea or coffee at the end.
2: Dear God, as we journey down this Advent road, grant us the courage to make peace. Peace in our hearts, peace in our homes, peace in our communities. Amen. (laughs)
3: i <laughs>
4: those who have been able to bring gifts for us today. We're going to come to God in prayer now. And (coughs) as usual, once I've led us in a prayer, then we join together in the Lord's prayer. So let's pray together. God of peace, present in this place before we arrived and after we've left, closer than our breathing yet totally beyond our reach. We come into your presence at this busy time of year seeking peace. (coughs) Peace that is a place and a space where we may slow down. Peace that gives us a break, however brief, from the frenzy of activity peace that allows us to open our hearts and our minds both to let go of all that denies our well-being and to savour that which is beneficial to it calm in place of anxiety rest in place of activity stillness in place of busyness In these moments, help us simply to be, to relax into the welcome of your safe embrace and to discover ourselves held in peace. And having glimpsed what it is we long for, we continue to pray for your kingdom of peace in the words Jesus taught his followers, saying... and the glory forever and ever. into the party season now. Who's been to any Christmas parties, Christmas lunches, Christmas anythings? You have choice. You've been to two Christmas lunches. Come on.
3: <laughs>
4: Quite a few people have been to some Christmas lunches. Some people will have parties still to come. So as it's the party season, we're going to start with a little bit of a party game, which is going to take the form of a quiz. So we're going to stay all together as far as the reading, And then there'll be some reflective music after the Bible reading. At that point, if you want to go next door or if you're small and you get fidgety and you want to go earlier next door to do some craft, that's fine. Um, It is a food-based activity, so parents, please explain to your children that they're not to eat all the stuff that's on the table, because I'm taking no responsibility for what they do with it. But we're going to start off with a (coughs) pop music quiz. Some songs that have a uh, bit of an angel theme to them. So I'm going to show you some lyrics and we're going to see if you can work out which pop songs they come from. So, when I'm feeling weak and my pain walks down a one way street, I look above and I know I'll always be blessed with love. As the feeling grows, she breathes flesh to my bones. And when I feel that love is dead, I'm loving angels instead. Ooh.
3: And it's called English. English. And my brain with
4: a strange deception by celestial intervention, leaving me the re- recollection of your heavenly connection. No one on earth could feel like this. I'm thrown and overblown with bliss. There must be an angel playing with my heart.
3: Family legs and rhythmics. Let's have a seat.
4: Birdland on 53. The streets sound like a symphony. We got John Crow train and the Love Supreme. Miles says she's got to be an angel.
2: You too
4: You too and angel, um, angel of Parliament Let's have a listen.
3: (Mu on 53 like a listen.
4: People say I'm so automatic, people say I'm not so systematic. When I'm down, I'm Emmanuel Lord, and time on time again, I walk on by with the look of love. I think I heard somebody say it. No? Let's have a listen. This is all myth flashing imagery. Anyone know who it is? Yeah, it's wet, 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 and it's apparently called Angel Eyes. Okay. And one more. From the top of the bus, she thought she saw him wave. She saw Tuesdays and forgetfulness and a little money saved. But does she know? I don't know. But from here, I can tell.
3: That looks like it's confused everybody, okay? That's Eddie Reader and
4: the Patience of Angels. Some people vaguely recognise it now, but most people are... Totally bewildered. Well, thank you for putting up with the pop music rounds. (laughs)
3: There's
4: a few people not looking exactly enthused by it. Right, the next round is blind tasting and I would love three volunteers, any age. I promise there is nothing horrible. (coughs) And everything is sweet. So if you are lactose intolerant, it's possibly not for you. But I think otherwise it's okay. And I think everything's vegetarian. So if I could have t- three volunteers who'd like to come and do some blind taste testing, that would be fantastic. And if nobody volunteers, I might just have to pick people. Any age. Thank you, Freya.
3: Alright,
4: Addy, you can come. And Morag, we'll have you. Freya, you can have the proper the proper one because you volunteered. Oops. Okay, that's grand. Right, so we're going to turn you around, Addy, So Just move across that way. Morag, if you just go there. And Freya, if you just come this way a little bit, that's perfect. Okay, I'm going to show everybody else the first thing I'm going to offer you. Okay. So this is what they're going to try to eating first. One for you, Addy. Alright? Freya. So you don't have to eat all of it, but have a bite of it, see what it what you think it is. What do you think it is? Anybody? Any of you three? Pavlova. You think it could be Pavlova? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Madame's meringue, that's yeah. for me. Yep. <laughs> you've, you've all got the same, that's all meringue. Actually, what you've got is angel
3: kisses.
4: (laughs) Right. This could get more interesting. Just hold this one up so that everybody else can see. This one is definitely a blast from the past that seems to be having a resurgence at the moment. so don't, don't say what it is because they've got to try it uh, right, Freya, just you need both hands so one to hold that and one for a spoon which one do you want a spoon in, Morag? right, let me, ta- let me take the um, meringue away from you so can you give me a spoon? Right, and Andy, let me take that meringue okay. like angel kiss even and you need a spoon as well yep. okay, so Freya, what do you think you've got there? It is. What flavour have you got? I don't, know. don't know. Morag, what have you got?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, vanilla.
4: Okay, you think that's vanilla? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Addy, what flavour have you got?
1: Banana. Eh, uh, vanilla
4: interesting isn't it but Addie, you've got strawberry angel delight <laughs> Morag has got butterscotch angel delight and Freya has got chocolate angel delight give me your, um... right we'll just put those back on the table it says a lot about angel delight I think I think it just tastes extremely sweet to myself go. Okay. That's all right. One last thing to try. Oh, see, there's people thinking they want some of this.
3: <laughs>
4: Somebody else is saying yuck. Okay, that's fine. Some people like it, some people don't. Let's see, see what you reckon. So I have to cut this one up. See if you can work out what it is. See what that one is. What do you think, Addy?
1: you're uh, not, you <laughs> not
4: sure? Is it is bread? It? Is it cake? Uh, is it uh, cake? Uh, chocolate uh, Biscuit cake. Biscuit cake, okay. More apples. <laughs> you think it's chocolate cake? Okay. <laughs> Freya? <laughs> Some, kind <laughs> of that, cake. Oh. Some kind of cake, yeah, okay. It's actually called angel cake, so Thank you very much. Can you give them a round of applause? Because I think they did <laughs> very well there. Right? You can take your angel cake with you. You can, take your bit of, you can have your bit of cake. So, so different foods that are named for angels. I decided I wouldn't do angel hair pasta, and there was no way I was doing angels on horseback. Because I thought actually putting some oysters in a warm room would be a disaster. Okay, the third round is a little bit more um, highbrow. We're going to look at some pictures, some art. So we'll see if anybody can recognise any of these pictures. Anybody recognise this one? Shout it out if you know what it is. Uh, yep, do you know which Annunciation it is? Because you're right, it is the Annunciation. It's a very famous one, it's on a lot of Christmas cards nope oh. No.
0: Nope. <laughs> yes.
4: it's Fra Angelico and it's a fresco at the San Marco convent in Florence who knew I didn't, I had to look it up about this
3: one <laughs> sorry <laughs>
4: um, it's not but that's a very interesting answer I'll have to go and look that one up It's not Michael, um, it's not burne Jones either. This is called St. Bride Carried by Angels and it's painted by John Duncan, who is a Scottish artist, and it shows St Bride being carried from Ireland to the Holy Land. Anybody know this one? Oh it's a Dutch one. You think it's Dutch? Okay. Sorry? Uh no. No. (laughs) It's actually Finnish. And it's by somebody called Hugo Simberg. Mm -hmm. And it's set in Helsinki. And it's in a park, which apparently you can recognise if you know Helsinki. I don't. I haven't been to Helsinki, but I don't recognise the park. Mm -hmm. And at the time the painting was done, around this park, there was a home for blind children and a home for children with physical disabilities. And so it looks like the angel may be blind or disabled and it's being taken by two healthy boys. But the artist just says, it is what you make of it. There is no explanation of this painting. It's a rather colourful one here. Anybody recognise that one? It's 15th century. It's by somebody called Andrea del (coughs) (coughs) Verrocchio. And it's Tobias and the angel. So it's picking up one of the stories in the Apocrypha. And one last one. This is a detail. This is not the complete thing. This is 14th century. And it was commissioned by Richard II of England. And it is um, a kind of a presentation of Jesus. and, And in the other half of the picture... Um, It shows the king kneeling to the infant Christ. So they're all just different pictures of angels. So why did we do that game? Well, it's just to kind of warm us up and get us thinking about angels. Not literally warm us up, I'm afraid, but warm up our brains a little bit. So we're going to sing um, a hymn now about angels. Angel voices ever singing. ago I sent round an email via Anne inviting anybody who wished to to share an angel story a story of an encounter with an angel or that they felt was a person who or people who acted as an angel in their life we have six such stories three from people who are here and so they will be reading them for us or speaking them to us and three from people who aren't so I'll be reading theirs This one comes from Sheila. Whilst walking along Byers Road over 20 years ago, I saw a student wearing a t shirt with the words on the back saying, Beware of angels with folded wings. I thought it was a lovely reminder of how we are surrounded by people who could be angels in disguise. The image of angels wearing jackets with their wings folded underneath captured my imagination. I sent the same message in a card to my mother before her last major operation with the hope that it would be a comfort to her before her surgery. I have to trust that it was. I like to think that through my life I have met many angels. From my primary school teacher Nurses when I had my tonsils out in the Western, and kind people in general in various ways.
0: Thank you. Like many stories, uh, this one starts with long, long ago in a land far away. In fact, it was in July 1975, and I was returning from Addis Ababa in Ethiopia to the UK. I had arranged to travel via Nigeria where I was visiting a friend who was a missionary there for a week in the north of the country. I had only been in Nigeria for a couple of days when there was a fairly peaceful military coup and the President, General Gowan, who was actually out of the country at the time, was deposed and the military took over. All international borders, all communications were closed And all international flights cancelled for several days, and there was a dusk-to-dawn curfew. When the time came for me to travel home, I did manage to get a flight down to Lagos, from where I had my ticket to fly to London. But as you can imagine, amid the turmoil in the country, I wasn't sure if I had a definite booking. As you can imagine, Lagos Airport was absolutely chaotic with thousands of people trying to get on the flights which were only just starting up again after the, they had been stopped. The check-in area was absolutely crowded with exuberant Nigerias, Nigerians, mainly men, many in full traditional gear, jostling and shouting and all trying to get a seat on the reinstated flights. And there was me, feeling all alone, feeling rather small, a bit scared and overwhelmed, thinking, please Lord, get me home. Suddenly a man approached me in a very smart airport uniform and asked if I was Miss Ross. I replied that I was, and he said just to stand at the side, give him my ticket and my passport, and he would check me in. Slightly reluctantly, I did, but he obviously knew my name, so this must be okay. Sometime later, he came back with my ticket, my passport and a boarding card. I was getting on the flight. Meantime, I was thinking, how did he know my name? As far as I knew, nobody knew that I was in Lagos. Remember, there were no emails or mobile phones in 1975. I asked him how he knew my name. He sort of laughed and said he was actually looking for a VIP called Miss Rossi, R-O-S-S-I. But she hadn't turned up, and so he thought, I'll just check you in instead. (laughs) That day, he really did seem like my heaven-sent angel.
5: my friend maybe there are beautiful times in everyone's life from the miracle of God or has experienced experienced the presence, presence of the angel I also felt the presence of the angel and miracle of God in my life but not just once, but several times, that for this, tip, for this topic, thanks God so much. When the topic of this week posed, I decided to express it for you, the, it for you, the presence of the angel in my life. That was a very bad and sensitive situation. My older son was only 40 days old. He had a stomach reflex, and this caused severe coughing. For this reason, sinuses and was bruised. Did not breathe. There was no breath for about 15 seconds. He was hospitalized for five days. He does not burst every day three times and each time for 10-15 seconds. And again, sinuses. He was so bad. It was a bad situation. I was constantly crying. At fifth day, At fifth day, his situation was very, very bad. I screamed, I was crying and wanted help. The nurses came and they took Benjamin. I just crying. At that moment, one son made me relax. He said, Be relaxed, Benjamin is trying to survive. Be relaxed. This was the voice of a man in my room. Maybe he, was, maybe, maybe he was the angel of my salvation because at that moment it had a high impact on me. Along with crying, I gave him the hand of God and I surrendered to the will of God. I was relaxing. I was relaxing, they bruised Benjamin to me. The sixth day, ultimately a surprise. Benjamin was perfectly fine. There was no symptoms, there was no symptoms of sinuses. I did not believe. Maybe he was an angel for for my comfort, and in the miracle of God, gratefully of God, and we thank you very much. Thank you.
3: And now
4: we have Marit's story. When I was 16, I left home to move to an international school in the Netherlands. I'd been given a full scholarship and would spend two full years in boarding school with people from all over the world. An immense challenge for me at the time, and a big responsibility as I felt that people were investing a lot in me. In September 2010, I boarded a train in Dresden and began my journey all the way across Germany, via Belgium, to the city of Maastricht, my new home. I remember sitting on the train, anxiously reflecting on everything that was expecting me new people and teachers, a new language, a new curriculum. After the train changeover, I found myself on a super busy train and a man sat down next to me and struck up a conversation. He asked me what I was up to and I chatted to him about my big move. He told me something that changed that entire journey for me. He said, you know... Often we get given the right people by our side to accomplish what we're meant to accomplish. We just have to trust them. That phrase stuck a chord in me. It soothed my nerves then, but it also provided a guiding motto for my time at the new school. I found friends whose support led me to fulfil and exceed all expectations, who I love and cherish, and who help me to be the person I am today. I do not remember where the man got off the train. Maybe he found another seat somewhere else. But he certainly was an angel to me that day. And I find myself inspired not only by his words, but by his act of kindness and interest for a terrified 16-year-old on a random train in the middle of Europe. And lastly, a story from Jeff. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a saviour who is Christ the Lord. It's not my nature to be brave, not about anything and not at any time. I live in a country where there is freedom to follow my faith without fear of physical persecution. Nevertheless, it hasn't always been easy easy to publicly profess my faith. In contrast, for Christians in some parts of the world, living the Christian faith can be a real threat to their lives. A few weeks ago, I was in Lahore, Pakistan. I was due to fly out at 2am on the Saturday morning, and I followed the advice to get to the airport early, as the queues are usually long. When I arrived, it became apparent that I wouldn't be allowed into the terminal building until the check-in desks opened a couple of hours before departure time. I would have to wait on the concourse outside the terminal buildings, which was teeming with hundreds of people waiting for arrivals or departures. I found his empty seat on a bench next to a group of three people, a young woman, a young man and an older woman. It was about 10pm, dark, and the area was shrouded in the thick smog which added to the sinister atmosphere. I began to feel a bit uncomfortable. I was conspicuous being one of the few people in Western clothes and I was the only North European male in the middle of this large crowd. My presence began to draw attention as a group of young men gathered nearby and started to shout in my direction. I couldn't understand what they were saying, but I don't think it was a friendly greeting, and I grew more uneasy. The young woman began to speak to me in English. She was there to see off her brother, who was travelling to Dubai, and she asked about my travel plans. She had brought some food for the journey, which she prepared as a simple meal for her family, and invited me to join in. I politely declined with some degree of suspicion. Then suddenly she exclaimed, we're Christians, and pointed to herself, her brother and the old woman. No hint of suspicion now as her face beamed with pride. Was this an angel as a messenger? Certainly there was a message of hope, the good news that God is with us in even the most unlikely places and the most difficult times. Was this an angel as protector or comforter? Definitely, she made me feel safe and more at ease, even though it must have been at some personal risk to herself, a female from her cultural background, publicly professing her faith to a foreign male stranger. I do not know her name. I do not know her life story. I don't know what the future holds for her either, although it must be uncertain and possibly hazardous as a female in her country which has an element of radicalism and some hostility towards Christian faith. I would like to say that I responded by telling her and her family that they were not alone, but that they are part of a large crowd of witnesses across the world, that they are part of a worldwide church that prays for their safety, and that I too am a Christian. But it's not in my nature to be brave. So I just smiled in acknowledgement Before making my way to the terminal building, a message of hope, yes, but maybe also a message of challenge to me on how I profess my faith, how I live out my life, even if it's not my nature to be brave. So, six angel stories to ponder. We're going to sing again, and I suggest if any of the smaller people who want to go and and make things want to move during that song, that will be fine. An angel brings a word from God.
2: Testament reading is from Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 to 15. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favour with you, do not pass your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves and after that you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said do as you have said and Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said make ready quickly three measures of choice flour knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, "'Where is your wife Sarah?' And he said, "'There in the tent.' Then one said, "'I will surely return to you in due season.' And your wife Sarah shall have a son. Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time, I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, Oh yes, you did laugh. Our second reading is from Hebrews chapter 13. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that some have entertained angels without knowing it.
4: heard a lot of words today. Words from scripture, words of stories that people have shared from their experience. You don't need a lot more words from me. So what we're going to do is to take a few minutes just to reflect quietly on anything that has been shared so far. You can just reflect yourself quietly and privately, that's absolutely fine. I've got some handouts with the Bible readings and some starter questions that you might want to have a think about. And I've also got a few printed-off copies of the paintings right at the back. So if you wanted to look at the paintings and sit with one of those, you can. You'd have to get up and move if you wanted to do that, though. Um, If you think you would like to go and discuss something that we've heard about this morning, if that would be helpful for you, then just please go across the way into the room and if actually you think you want to go and make a marshmallow angel as well that's fine. So we're around about 4 or 5 minutes of silence and I'll just pass these out as the music begins. <laughs>
1: Before our prayers for others this morning, let us hear one more angel story, this time from the 16th century Carmelite nun and mystic Teresa of Avila. In chapter 29 of her autobiography, she writes this I saw close to me, toward my left side, an angel in bodily form. I don't usually see angels in bodily form, except on rare occasions. This time, though, the Lord desired that I see the vision in the following way The angel was not large but small. He was very beautiful, and his face was so aflame that he seemed to be one of those very sublime angels that appear to be all afire. They must belong to those they call the cherubim. I saw in his hands a large golden dart, and at the end of the iron tip there appeared to be a little fire. It seemed to me this angel plunged the dart several times into my heart and that it reached deep within me. When he drew it out, I thought he was carrying off with him the deepest part of me and he left me all on fire with great love of god let us pray our lord and our god of whom the angels sing in this time of waiting and anticipating the coming of the christ as the child king we think of a world unable to hear the child's cry when it comes, now hardened with the shell of pervasive disbelief, now embattled with the rampant call for weaponry and strife, now heartless with an expanding neglect for the poor and the needy, now embittered with the revelations of harassment. And abuse. Teresa's angelic vision was a solitary one, but we now pray for a social one, a political one, an economic one, a global one. Visit your angel upon us with its fiery dart. Pierce through the toughened skins and unyielding carapace of those in authority exploiting their power, of those with armies threatening war, of those using media to incite hatred, disrespect, and hurt. Where a government sows discord by ignoring centuries of disagreement, let the dart go deep. Where a child is groomed online unknowingly, let the dart burn. Where the missile is tested in provocation, let the dart intercept. Let your angel, your vision, roam the world over. But not in mere punishment, O Lord, for Teresa's angel was not one of retribution. It was a vision of the great love of God. Let this love, embodied in the coming child, penetrate into the hearts of all our woes. Let it burn away the pain and the conflict and fill us with peace. Let it carry off the deepest part of us individually and collectively. Let it overwhelm us with wonder and leave us on fire with your unfathomable love the world over. Amen.
4: Generous God, on this day when we have thought about your angel messengers and the way that we may encounter them, we bring our gifts of money for the work of this church and congregation and we bring our gifts of toys and books for those less fortunate than ourselves. And we pray that as these gifts do their work, they will indeed Bring your angelic message of hope and love and peace and joy. For we offer them in the name of the Christ child. Amen. And so our final song is a song of response. blessing, I would really like to express my very sincere thanks to those who shared their angel stories with us. Um, they're very precious stories and people have made themselves quite vulnerable in sharing them. So we pray for God's blessing. May the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face to, be sh- to shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace this day. And always.